light on topics today on my end but i will say uh you know how in earlier episodes i was like man i wish i was part of a sports community i wish Here i we, i wish it happened so i did did you watch the lions game did you watch the whole game yeah i think yeah i mean it was great yes they just blew I, it they blew it they <laughs> went from the best team i've ever seen to the worst yeah, team i've ever dude. seen <laughs> i after watching that game i was like I'm glad that I am not into this because this sounds like <laughs> yeah. a living hell for anybody. It, it is such a roller coaster of like, of yeah, like reaping and sowing where like I, I, I put the game on and I'm like, all right, you know, I, I feel like I should watch this. This is their one game away from the Super Bowl. It's my home state. You know, it's a team mm-hmm. that like my dad has been watching with his dad since he was a kid. You know, it's like, all right, I can watch one game. I'm usually yep. not a football guy. I'm I'm not like a football guy, but I'll watch this one game. And yeah, first first quarter, it was like boom, 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 yeah, boom, touchdown. Off. You're like, oh. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like I I knew that they had been like doing well this season. I mean, they did well enough to get one game away from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But like I was I was completely flabbergasted at how well they did like right off the bat, like twice. Like I yeah. feel like they Just running it down. They scored. They dominated, and then, like, the other team got the ball, and they, like, basically shut them down, like, returned, uh, you know, uh, God, I can't even think of the word. Like, they, you know, they were in possession, and then they scored again, and then they just, like, didn't score the rest of the game. And they were just, yeah, then they were dropping passes, interesting play calls, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest football person, but I'll watch it, but that's, like, you gotta understand, that's who the Lions are. Like, I, (laughs) all I wanted this year... And in the next decade was a home playoff win, which is what they yeah. got. Anything more is just candy. Cause uh True. Yeah. Them making it to the Super Bowl would be crazy, but there's no way any sort of divine entities letting them win. So Yeah. It's, I uh, did have that thought that it was like this is this is kayfabe. This is pro wrestling. Like they they, you know, they made good TV. They got everyone's hopes up. But come on, we gotta let the big boy. We gotta let the big boys sit at the table. So like you, you had your fun, mm-hmm. but you know this is all scripted. All this is a simulation. The Lions can't go to the Super Bowl. Like come on. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling, are you, did you oh, see the, the, the Vince the, McMahon? This, this wasn't even on my list, but that is never mind. Did you see the messages that Vince no. McMahon was sending? Um. <laughs> Uh, I heard it was covered on uh, some other podcasts that I listened to, but uh, some wild stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is vile. Can you be <laughs> that horny when you're that old? <laughs> like, yeah, is that possible? Is that possible? 
uh, I love that he capitalizes the letter U instead of like Y-O-U, like texts like a teenager. Yeah, well, I mean, he also capitalizes three big black dicks, all, <laughs> all capital. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Uh, uh, I mean, that's, yeah. I, <laughs> that, that just reminded me of that. Um, but that's kind of gone through the the media cycle remember how every it's it's crazy how things go like the vince mcmahon is done remember for like four days the epstein list was gonna and then have you heard about it is that nope. over have, it's, it's done I mean, it's I like still... <laughs> our, our brains are shot it's yeah, over. they really are that's like because like, like, that was huge and then like a day went by without anyone saying anything and now it's gone yeah there were like i i'm, I'm still catching a few stray like uh, 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 Stephen Hawking memes mm-hmm. because he was like named in the list, and there was that weird, yeah. like I don't, I don't know if it was true or not thing about <laughs> I'm, him. And, I'm like, staying by untrue. <laughs> There's no way he's like, let's get these little people to do math. <laughs> that sounds too fake. Uh, well, yeah, it is crazy that that because uh, like I feel like in the lead up to the Epstein list being dropped, everyone was like. You know, it's like this is gonna be a game changer. Like people mm-hmm. are gonna get implicated, and it's like, no, it's not. It's yep. gonna be a new site. Like the way that, like, like what's the last story that you remember from like a news cycle that's lasted more than like, <sighs> like five days? It's it's crazy that nothing. like nothing, nothing has any sort of staying yeah. power. It's Even like maybe twenty twenty Tiger King that was like the conversation for like a couple weeks, but ever yeah, but since that then, was like was that pre TikTok. Uh, it was pre TikTok was around, but okay. this was before it was like the the search engine of the youth. Like every yeah. every bit of information and culture is like diluted through it. I think it was before that. Didn't they tell us like like aliens are like real, and then that just went away? Yeah, yeah, that was another <laughs> thing. There was a like, but the, but and the thing is, is like that was the government testimony it was like through official government chains officially through just like along of blink 182 <laughs> yeah it wasn't like some dude in a bunker like recording his like ufo alien truther podcast that he yep. broadcasts you know us, with like food slot buckets in the background mm-hmm. yeah the, the campbell's 1985 chicken noodle <laughs> soup can that is, is unopened <laughs> yeah 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 the vince mcmahon stuff yeah i mean it's it's uh, apparently he he pooped on someone. He pooped on yeah. someone's head. I mean, I understand that that stuff's real. What maybe the, what makes me the bigot idiot is that I just think you reach a certain age and like you don't have that libido. But this dude, I mean, he's definitely pumping with. He's a big man. He's definitely pumping some like drugs in him. So maybe that's like he maybe he just wasn't sober when he sent it. He was on some HGH, just like pumping iron. Yeah, I mean, wasn't he also, like, a wrestler at, when he was younger? I think so, but he had, like, a weird past, wasn't he, like, he was, like, an abused kid, and he'd go to, like, an army base and fight soldiers when he was, like, 15? Whoa, that could be true. I yeah. know it's, like a, a, like, a family dynasty thing where it's, like, he is, like, the son of another McMahon who, like, started oh the WWF, like... I know there's. I think there's something about like his his family. I mean, he's man, billion dollars. A billion dollars. That's what. If that's what it takes, I guess that's what it takes. Yeah, he is such a weird looking dude. I think he looks. He has such a thick neck. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's got the uh, Batman. He's definitely. He could be like a a a Batman without costume. 
Like he has to turn his whole body to look left and right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, <clears throat> I definitely think he's a funny guy. Like I've definitely seen clips of him like getting stone cold stunnered and like, and, and, you know, at least he's like he's part of the show where it's like he's not just, you know, like the guy who's pulling the strings from behind. Like he's like the pragmatic businessman. He'll because I think there's one where. It's supposed to be like he got hurt or something like that. And mm-hmm. so they're in the hospital. It's it's such a like three stooges ass goof where it's like Vince McMahon is in like a hospital bed. I think he's got like a neck brace on or whatever. Oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah. And then like, you know, someone comes in and then I feel like one of the nurses is literally just like stone cold Steve Austin. And he like pulls his little surgical mask down and pulls the gown off and Vince McMahon's like no 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 and then like Stone Cold mm-hmm. like pulls him out of the bed and like you yep. know throws him over his shoulder just so wacky yeah I mean I the thing is the wrestling was big like right before me like I remember there being some kids kind yeah. of into it but I think like I missed out on on it by like two years or something like yeah, because there were definitely kids in my grade that had like Austin 316 yeah. shirts, but we didn't, you know, when I was growing up, we never really had uh, like, I don't know what channel it was on, if it was like a pay-per-view kind of thing. I don't know. It just wrestling was never like part of our lives in, yeah. in the same way that it was like, like TJ from Duds, like he grew up with that shit. Like he had older brothers and like so that weird. was like a big rest. Like. Because on a more recent episode that we did, he was like, he's like, you know, I don't really follow it as much anymore, but I do check in every once in a while (laughs) just just to see the storylines, just to see what's still going on. Because it's, you know, there's new blood. There's not that classic, like the the old guys from the from the 90s that were like Mm -hmm. the big names, like like Stone Cold or uh, what the Undertaker Undertaker, yeah. I mean, Chris Benoit, may you rest in peace. <laughs> yes, yes, sweet, sweet soul. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I did see like maybe seven years ago. I went to a WWE thing with with my friends. We were like, oh, that's fun as hell. Like, let's take some shots. Like, go to the bar. They go, and then we went, and it was like, I wouldn't go again because it's all like kids and their families, right? And then oh. there's no commentator, so it's just like fake dudes. Just like oh, fake, you don't fake hear the wrestling. commentary. <laughs> no, it's just like the commentary is the best part. Exactly, exactly. But we did get to see John Cena. That was kind of oh, cool. okay. Um, and then Hulk Hogan's like young is his son, I guess. Oh yeah, I knew. He, yeah, he's got like I know that's like Brooke Hogan. Is that his wife or his daughter? I don't know. I know maybe. he's got like a, a whole family dynasty. I didn't know his yeah. son was getting into it. Though. Or maybe maybe it was someone. I don't know, but yeah, it wasn't. It was. It's more fun to go and watch mm. it on TV if if you had to, but definitely not my thing. But yeah, I will say uh, I am a fan of some 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 wrestlers who have gone on to have acting careers. Dwayne uh, it wasn't Dwayne the Rock. He I, was he like the was he like the big one? I feel like he might have been the breakout like WrestleMania guy who broke into acting. I mean, no, no, no. I guess there's a. Uh, there's Rowdy Roddy Piper who was in like They Live. Did you ever see that? It's like John Carpenter movie so, from no. the 80s. It's the one where he puts on the sunglasses and all of the advertisements just say like obey and consume. <laughs> oh no. It's uh you know, it holds up. I really like that movie. Okay. But we'll uh, check it he out. was like 
he was like one of the big i guess actors but i, I you know what i i like john cena i think he's he's funny I think he's he is funny like he was in uh the the suicide squad not suicide squad 2016 but like the james gunn the suicide mm-hmm. squad he was like i think they gave him like his own spin-off show too but he was funny in that he kind of played a I think he played like just sort of like a generic well i guess they're all based on real superheroes but they're all like super duper obscure random weird ones yeah but his character was funny he was funny in it and i like dave batista yeah that's another one that's kind of memor or would jump out but i think john cena wasn't one of his breakout roles in train wreck probably <laughs> do you remember that he he played a very he had like maybe one scene with um what's her face i can't remember Oh, and he's like in the movie theater, and it's like pretty funny. I don't remember any. Oh, of the him and Amy the, Schumer. Oh, Amy man. Schumer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to say that was oh, like man. one of the first times he was in like a big movie, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Let's see. Let's look up his filmography. Yeah, let's go to his like he uh, see his credits. I love that he is just like a jean shorts, like khaki shorts guy. <laughs> yep, I'm like they got me. Like I thought he was a marine. You know, oh. yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> let's see. He's an extreme home makeover. They just of use him to like does. rip down people's houses. Like, oh. <laughs> he just bursts yeah. through the wall. Yeah. All right. Wikipedia is not helping me. John Cena filmography. There we go. He was in Barbie. I guess he was in Barbie. I think it was like a random cutaway bit. That okay, he was in. So I guess he's been in movies for a while, but nothing. I mean, if you want to count like the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah. Or or Fred. Do you remember Fred? That YouTuber guy? Yo, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The OG YouTube. <laughs> he was in. Yeah. It looks like he's in Fred the movie. Um, I mean, 2015 was his. Well, he did Scooby-Doo in WrestleMania mystery as himself. Um Oh, okay. 2015, he did Trainwreck and Daddy's Home, which are two movies I could remember. Well, it says Fast and the Furious, but I wonder how much of the... Yeah, because I feel like some of these, it's either like... He probably has to do X amount of movies where he's just playing himself. Like, oh shit, it's John yeah. Cena. You got to do... You got to do like a handful of those before you get promoted to like character actor. Right. Yeah. Okay, he is in a movie called The Marine, which is maybe why you thought he was a Marine. Well, I thought the, his <laughs> his uh, whole thing was he was like a U.S. soldier in the WWE. Again, I, I don't know. Oh, Because he's always like was... saluting and, and like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wonder drums. if a lot of like a lot of like super patriotic wrestling fans project onto John Cena like that's my guy. He yeah. respects the troops. Exactly, yeah. Which <laughs> big, big pull for young kids. He's, he's a big recruiter. Oh God! <laughs> and he's a big, uh, big. Uh, God, what's it called? Make a wish guy. There was like some video that I saw where it, it was kind of awkward, but it was like him sitting in a chair watching videos of like kids from like St. Jude's with cancer talking about John Cena, and then they mm. all you know come into the room with him, and he's like, "Oh my God, you guys are here." So he's, that's, yeah, he's, yeah, that's nice. Seems like a pretty good dude. Yeah. No, he seems like a fine guy. He's just out there making a living. This is a weird tangent that we got on from like the Epstein list. That, yeah. Well, it was, started with something before that. 
but uh, oh, and I guess we got like the Vince McMahon shit. Yeah. Yep. To wrestling, because you were talking about something. Yeah. There are. There they are. There are brains. <laughs> Classic. We were talking about something. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen minutes. Um. Yeah. The only other the time. The only other kind of like thing I had that I. So, it's movie related. So, did you ever see that? Um, the David Lynch like what was it like what would Jack do? Or, the one where he's talking to the monkey. Yes, like yeah. The, what what is like what did Jack do? I think because he's like in, yeah. he's interviewing him for like a murder. Did you ever see that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we watched it like when it came out, so it's been yeah. like like four or five years. I just I saw like a snippet of it somewhere, and I just I was thinking about re- reading the critical reviews of it because it got very positive <laughs> reviews but it's just nonsense right and people are yeah. reading into it so much and i'm like that is super funny and i could see how that could translate over to people listening to some like music and just i'm like i don't think it's that deep because they're like the, if you read some of the reviews of it it's just like he is really touching on these topics i'm like i think he's uh. just like gibberishly talking to a monkey it's like an absurd thing and there are some the thing, people that like recognize that, but they're like, but if you look close, like it is absurd, but like, I'm like, I'm saying yeah. with music, you just, if you get, sometimes you just got to listen to it, understand that it's not. That's, like a, yeah. That's the thing with David Lynch is that because his work is usually very like visually and metaphorically like, like dense. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, some of his movies, like if you've, have you ever seen like Mulholland Drive? No, that that movie, I think, I mean, that's like probably his most famous, like, you know, kind of firing on all cylinders. That's the one that was like up for Academy Awards, all that kind of shit. Okay. It is. If you watch it, it's pretty difficult to really pick up like what the story's really trying to say. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's fun. I think it's fun to like, oh, what's he what's he trying to say with this movie? Like, what's what's the what's the metaphor? What's what's you know, because like there are themes of like Hollywood, you know, eating young actresses alive and spitting them out and then not giving a shit about them. Like that's he kind of takes aim at Hollywood a little bit, I want to say. But like Mm -hmm. you got that. But also you have to consider maybe it's something that David Lynch thinks is funny. Yes. And like that's really it. Yeah. He thinks like talking to a monkey (laughs) is funny. Yeah, I mean, any any chance you have a, a chance to interact with a monkey, I, th- I think you should take it because I think they're crazy. Yeah. They like I, I I think they're the coolest, weirdest things on the planet. So if it's you can so make weird a that movie, they exist with us. Yeah, they're so like you can give them like a pair of pants and they can like put it on, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Or, or I'll yeah. get like. I, I'm very sus of any sort of TikTok that I see with a monkey like wearing clothes because I'm like, you're probably abusing this monkey like <laughs> in some way or form. But it'll be like this guy who gives the monkey a little bowl and the monkey will pick up a fork and like knows how to eat yeah, with a fork. It's crazy. And it's like they're very smart and adaptive little guys. We used to go to the county fair, um, Allegan County Fair. Did you ever go to oh. that? Um, no, I went to the the one in my hometown i went to yeah like the, this was this was like a yeah. county outside of the county we know well but they mm-hmm. would have like a a trained monkey and you could it would run around in its clothes and <laughs> you could give it a quarter and it would tip its hat you put it in its hat but if you give it like a penny you would tip its hat and throw it back at you <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it didn't want the penny so it, it'd be chilling with the the monkey trainer 
and he'd run around in his clothes and you'd hold out like a quarter he'd run over he'd monkey would take his little monkey hat off tip it you put the quarter in and it would run back and give it to the guy. <laughs> like, that was the, still maybe the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's so funny that they trained a monkey to be able to like differentiate the denominations <laughs> right? of currency like, that we have. <laughs> yeah, and just like in like the middle of nowhere, like Michigan too. Just, yeah. It's just like a, yeah. But I, I, I think it's, this it's, monkey it's just be. called me a broke bitch. No, literally, yeah. They're like, <laughs> just punches a kid in the face. But it was like one of those tiny little circus monkeys. Right. Like, so walk on its legs. Oh, they're just crazy. They're crazy. Oh, this is cool. Jack the monkey. Jack Cruz the third is the name of this monkey, and he has his own IMDb. Oh, so he's been trivia. In- Did you know Jack is a capuchin monkey? <laughs> Did I? <laughs> I never- <laughs> no, that's that is the IMDb trivia oh, for see. Jack Cruz the monkey. Who's the monkey? Well, I wonder if people. I wonder if people are reading into it also because David Lynch like hasn't directed a film since like two thousand six. Yeah. So there's always there's always speculation about oh oh he's leaving breadcrumbs for us to follow. He made a YouTube video. Oh, David Lynch has a movie coming out soon. Like, what what's it gonna be about? And so probably seeing like anything directed by him even if it's a 17 minute long video where he's talking to a monkey people yeah. are gonna be like he's got a new movie coming out and and they're paid to just write bullshit like that i'm just like also that speculating and whatever what is this one i've never heard of this ant head oh i don't know it says it's directed by david lynch 2018 a short video featuring my friends with ants along cheese etc and in one and a half tracks from the Thought Gang album. <laughs> I are you, are, don't know. Are, are you looking at that? Is this yeah, real? dude. Oh, Be, I love it. Yeah, like, I haven't seen it, but... F- oh. Let me just read this featured review. Pure art. The ants clearly represent ants. In, oh, wait, maybe I'm getting... The zoom and the inverting colors, however, are meant to show the anxiety of the upper-middle-class white men in gender-normative workplace... Yes, yeah, that's just messing around, right? I think this with, is with Nietzsche and hopelessness of a world without God. See, that's, or it could mean that David Lynch loves cheese very, yeah, no, very like much. That, that's <laughs> that's clearly clearly satire. And, that's a pretty good. That's and it pretty has good. seven thumbs down, two thumbs up. But those oh, are the kind of reviews that are on the um. Yeah. The Jack. The what what Jack did? What would Jack do? What 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 did he do? What did what did this monkey do? And if I remember correctly, isn't the monkey? It's just like they superimposed like a man's lower jaw on the monkey's face. It's very like '90s visual effects. I don't even remember. You thought the <laughs> monkey was talking. You were like, "What do you mean that monkey was speaking?" <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it now, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, I must have known at the time because it's like very apparent. <laughs> Um, well, and and that's what's interesting is with uh, season three of Twin Peaks, like the return, the the you know the season that he made twenty five years after the initial run. Uh, in those episodes, there are visual effects that are very off kilter and look almost amateurish. Mm-hmm. And I think David Lynch himself edited most of the episodes, and like yeah, it has that sort of uncanny, offbeat like. Like, you know, there are like there are like professional studios that make like really realistic and good CGI. Uh-huh. But I think I think the the weird 
amateurness and uncanniness of it like kind of adds another layer to the horror like like there's a scene where one of the characters like she uh, she like peels her face off but it's very like clip art style almost where like it's almost like half of her face has a hinge and it just <laughs> uh-huh. like it just like opens up and then there's just like bright white light coming out of where her face was see that's cool and it's, but but it's like you know it's if you were to watch it from any other studio it would be you know like super hyper realistic and it'd be gross but this is just like you almost hear like the creaky door hinge as like the face moves <laughs> right. off to the side I don't know. I I love it. I think it's really interesting. And I think he's a really interesting guy who's making stuff to like entertain people like us and like drive nerds crazy. Yeah. No, it makes me want to watch this, watch this ant head now. Yeah. I want to figure out where it's at. It says it's a film by David Lynch. I don't know. Where is he posting these? I want to see him. Thought gang album. What's the thought <laughs> gang album? Anyway, yeah, that's kind of all I had for stuff. We kind of dipped and dipped and dodged around. Should we talk about the meat? Should we talk yeah. about the the hog? The hog, yeah. Let's get this hog. Um, so yeah, we kind of decided we, we you know tried to dial it back a little bit. The last few episodes have been like tier lists of entire genres, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> I think yeah. Let's let's put it let's put it under the microscope. And uh, we were talking about just talking about a singular album. And Wait, can the I... album that you picked is one that we, I think we both love. Yeah, well, we both. I mean, I, this album is probably my favorite of that band. Um, mm. But I I know that you like this group a lot too, and I suggested it, and then you were like, "F yeah, yeah, heck." Yes. Frick yes. Yes. Okay. So it's, I'll say the band, you say the album. Yeah, sure. To, so the people aren't left waiting. So Dire Straits, who we, we've teased, we've, yeah. dipped the, we've dipped the tip in and taken it out too many times. <laughs> and the album is Making Movies, mm-hmm. their third album. Yeah. So ye, I'm assuming you liked it. Yeah, I do. I do like this a lot. I, I, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. I, it's I didn't realize that Communique came before it. So, the- Communique, I think, is my f- personal favorite of okay of Dire Straits. I think that one's very good. For some reason, I was thinking it went Dire Straits, then Brothers in Arms making movies, and then oh, uh, interesting Communique. But no, obviously no. Now, <laughs> yeah, Brothers in I, Arms is like five years after this yeah, album. Yeah, because now when I look at it, I'm like, okay, there's no way they're doing like Walk of Life, Money for Nothing, all that stuff before some of their like classic, just like guitar mm-hmm, music mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, so that that makes sense. Yeah, this um, and I, I mean it, it. It sounds obvious when you look at the name of the album, but this is a very like cinematic album. Like each song, I I feel like has its own like almost like story that he's trying to say or uh like yeah they're all sort of like these condensed mini movies in in each song and they're all like pretty much i'm looking all of them are close to five minutes five minutes except for solid rock which is at 319 most of them are like tunnel of love which i'll say might be my favorite dire straits song um that's eight minutes Romeo, Juliet, Skate Away, Six Minutes, uh, 
Expresso Love is five, and then the other ones are close to five, but they're all like longer songs too. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, God, I got, I'd, I'd have to look up the uh, the other albums, but I think there are more songs on like Communique, and I think it's because they're all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The longest song is like five minutes and forty two seconds. On yes. on Communique, and, and, and there's like just Communique, yeah. There's like nine songs, and then their first album, three minutes songs. five twenty three. In the gallery is at six minutes sixteen, but yeah, yeah, much more restrained, I would say. Um, and I and I think with this third one, I think that's kind of their. Um, they're like, okay, we've got you know, we've established that we can make good music. We've established that like we can tour, like it's a profitable thing. And uh, I would assume that you know, like the the record contract would probably like, okay, yeah, you're a proven entity here's money make what you want and mm -hmm. he's like okay i'm gonna make these like kind of longer more um yeah, you know more, maybe not necessarily as radio friendly as something yeah, they're more like, like introspective they're all like yeah they're all like about relationships and and shit like that um so i think it's i think we hear like mark's voice more about like what he's going through i don't know yeah. i don't really know much about him i do know that i think he is he falls into I think there's only like two to three attractive men, and I think he's one of them. Post the age, <laughs> post age forty-five. I think when he was like younger and had hair, I was like, eh. yeah. But but like, there's something very. I think we must have talked about this before. He um, looks much more like distinguished yeah, now. Th exactly. Yeah. He looks just like confident and like he just. Yeah. He looks like knowledgeable. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's that. Like there's something. Uh, there's a magnetic I feel pull. Like him and like Pete Townsend sort of have a similar look where like in the seventies, like they were kind of gangly and weird looking. And like, if you look at any like seventies videos of dire straits performing, Mark Knopfler is wearing like, he's wearing like, like those like seventies style basketball shorts that are yeah. like way too small. And he's got like a tank top on. And then he's got like a, like a headband and his like super stringy, like receding hairline hair is just flying. It is. It's, it's like, it's far back. See, Pete Townsend has always looked old. That is true. Yeah. He almost. Yeah, I mean, there's a so there's a video, there's like a little video interview that I found uh, on YouTube that's kind of like talking to the band. I think right after they made this album, mm -hmm. and they were like, "Man, I don't know what happened between Mark and David Knopfler because David Knopfler, his brother, was on right. first record Communique." And then I guess over this album specifically, they had some sort of falling out and David quit and Mark had all of David's guitar parts like recorded over. Mm. Like, I think, I think David recorded on this album and there's like, a, I guess there's a couple of music videos where he's like in them, but I, wonder, I don't know. And, I wonder how much that changed. Cause I, I do know that he left. I thought it was, I, I guess I don't know. There was, sounds like there's some beefage. But I thought that yeah. um, he just wanted to make his own. Because well, it's it's his older brother, right? Yeah, Mark is no Mark is the oldest, I think. So, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, well, it, it's a it's a funny thing you mentioned that because this, in this video they're like talking about like, oh yeah, David left. Like you know what's uh, what's going well, you know what's going on? And this uh, John Isley or John John Ilsley, 
who's who's been he's also like a formative member he's like talking about like oh yeah david wants to just uh you know do his own thing and you know you know make mm -hmm. his own music get out and uh discover if he could do it or not and it cuts to like a a, a big shot of the main band and it shows mark Knopfler smoking and he has a little shit-eating smirk on his face <laughs> when when uh he said here i'll send it to you yeah it's like right around 42 seconds but i'm like what does mark know <laughs> yeah i'm looking at yeah this gangly picture but yeah i mean all it has on the the all-knowing wikipedia is that tensions between Knopfler brothers reached a point where david decided to leave yeah i don't that's it maybe it was the direction of like these more personal songs that are a little bit longer and more get kind of gives mark more room to uh and then they come out and they make brothers and i guess well, well before that they do love over gold which i think is do you, you I, know I, that one i have i would say that i i've really only listened to like the first three albums like okay. a lot and then a lot of like but on the uh, the previous iteration of this podcast, we did do Brothers in Arms like four or five years ago, mm -hmm. and I remember liking it. Because I mean, it's good, but it feels like that's almost like a pop album, right? Yes. For the time, I mean, they have Sting on there. They have the like goofy piano techno stuff sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, the um, friggin' like Ice Age <laughs> song. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So David like looking at that in five years being like, bro, that's what I wanted to do. And now they're like, he's going well, crazy. Because I did listen to, uh, so David Knopfler does have a pretty sizable body of work. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, like when I started getting into Dire Straits and Mark, because Mark Knopfler we've talked about has awesome solo stuff as well. So I'm like, oh, I'm oh listen yeah. to his brother. Um, it's good and they sound similar. They do. They sound like their voices especially yep. are like extremely similar. But yeah, like I listened, uh, it's called release the, I guess, uh, David's first solo album from like 1983 <clears throat> and the, the first song soul kissing, which is a very funny name for a song. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it is like much more like synthier and moodier. So. Yeah. Maybe there's some legs to what you were saying. Like, that's what I wanted to make. But just, I do feel like making movies is kind of a bridge to that sound because on uh, Skate Away, I feel like has like the similar organ to uh, Walk of Life if you listen to the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. That I mean, that's like a that's almost like a blues song, though, right? Walk of Life. Almost like a what? Like a blues, bluesy song. Oh yeah, because it's kind of got that yeah yeah, and I will say that kind of stuff <clears throat> is less interesting to me than uh, I, I I think Tunnel of Love, Romeo and Juliet are much more interesting to me than well, like like Solid Rock. I think is more like on a bit Solid Rock. Yeah, Solid Rock is much more like yeah twelve bar blues. Style. Me, that's probably got to be the most upbeat one on the album. Yeah, Solid, maybe would, yeah. maybe espresso love is up there too. Um, yeah, which is like a funny name because espresso. It's not like the coffee. It's spelled like it's got the X in it. Yeah, it's got the like fast. 
fast uh. fast love big pounder <laughs> um <laughs> big pounder yeah i was listening to i'm listening to a lot of nick cave and he has a song on his one of his other man's grinder man and it's a song called worm tamer He's like, they call my girl the worm tamer. But then there's a line, he goes, uh, they call me the Loch Ness Monster, two giant humps, and I'm gone. I'm like, word. I'm like, word. <laughs> oh, my <That's>, God. <laughs> I'm Nick like, Cave is just bragging about his huge hog. <laughs> yeah, well, his two humps, and I'm gone. It sounds espresso, oh. es- espresso love to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like a candle in the wind too. Yeah, I'm like hard. Just... That's a that's a crazy flex for whatever it is. But funny, <laughs> funny name, Worm Tamer. Um, yeah, they call your girlfriend that, man. That's crazy. That means that means that you you've been you've been slayed. Yeah, weird weird flex conquered. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know you texted me. And like I said, uh, Tunnel of Love is probably my favorite song, maybe my favorite Dire Straits song. Mm-hmm. But then again, quick side to when I look at Love Over Gold, I think Telegraph Road is crazy good. That's 14 minutes. And then this also kind of bridged in this little, it's like five, it's almost like an EP. It's five songs, but they're longer songs as well. Telegraph Road is 14 minutes. Industrial Disease on this album is very poppy too. So if you ever get a chance to listen to that. Yeah. But yeah. get back to what I was saying, Romeo and Juliet is very hard to not call that the best song on the album it probably is right it's got because i feel like it's got everything it's got the good guitar work it's got good Mm -hmm. lyrics it's a good song it's produced well it's very good yeah i've seen i've seen a few videos of him performing and yeah i think he uses like a little like resonator guitar for the opening bit Mm -hmm. and uh Oh, I just, I love the way that it sounds. His finger picking style too. This is a song that I feel like only he can play correctly. Yes. Yes. Um, you can try to learn it and I'm like, I'm not good enough on guitar to play it. Even I'm sure there are people who can play it how he plays it, but it's never yeah. going, you can never recreate it. It's such a individual right. song from him, you know, because um, it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's the, hard, hard to play. Yeah. It's like the same thing as like, you know, you could pick up a famous guitar player's guitar and you would make it sound much different than how he, like yes. the, the guitar player makes it sound. The other song I can think of is that one uh, Fleetwood Mac song, uh, Never Gonna Go Back Again or whatever. It's like this insanely difficult like finger-picking style that it, uh, I, I love thinking about stuff like that, even with like Mark Knopfler, where... It, it's like literally you can't even explain how to play it to somebody else because it's in your head. Like you pick up a guitar mm-hmm. and every everything that you've ever played before that that like influences you. It's like, yeah, I pick it up and I play this little finger style riff and like I could not even begin to teach you or tell you how to do it because it's in my head and I know how to do it. Yeah. And and, and yeah, this the dum bum ba dum bum boo do 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 Yeah, there's just so many little flourishes in how he does it. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, no one else can do this but him. You can imitate it for sure, but it'll never sound the exact same. Yeah, which makes it in all time in all time great. Um and the and the lyrics are just good. Uh classic story, Shakespeare. Toil, toil, 
boil and trouble, fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. And I, I like the, I like the sort of, um, you know, I don't know if this is Mark talking or if he's talking through Romeo, but it, it feels like Mark saying, you know, like, I can't do like they do on the TV. I can't do a love song the way that it's meant to be, mm-hmm. where it's like, it almost feels like that's Mark talking, where like... Yeah, through I, the bars of the rain, using <laughs> the stars anytime. <laughs> he's um, like, I, I want to write a love song, but I don't know how, so I have to use Romeo and Juliet, which is like the most famous love story ever. Yeah. Well, that's, like, I can use that as my launching point. Yeah, that's a little interesting, because I always pictured it through Mark, never as a story of Romeo and Juliet. I always pictured it as him speaking and is using yeah. that as um, like an illusion or whatever to that. But I never actually thought about those characters, I guess, like speaking through Romeo to Juliet. I always thought it was yeah. just him. Well, because <laughs> like, I don't think it's super accurate to like how Romeo and Juliet spoke. Where he's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. my boyfriend's back. Yeah, well, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or like the way that like the characters are sort of like self-aware, where she's like, "Oh, you know, Romeo. Yeah, I used to have a scene with him." Yeah, Juliet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, when I was first listening to this album, when I first started listening to Dire Straits, that was when I was always coming back to. And then, oh, yeah. um, then, the, then the piano of Tunnel of Love sucked me in. And then, yeah, it's just kind of like fun gliding through the rest of it. Um, skate I think Tunnel away. of Love has like my favorite vocal performance from from Mark. I feel like it's the most, the Is most, it he, it's it's like when he gets really quiet. Um, I, I like it because uh, he says Spanish city and it's just so hard to say. What do you mean? He says, uh, like, he just has Spanish, he's. Like oh, I can't think of how it goes, uh, but he says like the, the Spanish, Spanish city to me. Yes, yeah, but that's for me. I can't say those words back to back. <laughs> when we were kids, like the Spanish city, Spanish city, isn't that is that not crazy? It's like um, it's like trying to get like a a Scottish person to say, "Well, God, what is it? Purple burglar alarm?" Oh yeah, have you ever, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever Purple. seen that clip from like Limmy where like one? Do you know who Limmy is? uh no oh he's like a he had a, he had a tv show and he like he streams on twitch but he has like one of the thickest scottish accents i've ever heard mm-hmm. and one of his viewers tried to get him to say the phrase purple burglar alarm yep and yeah, he's like Pur- I- purple burglar <laughs> <laughs> he just he physically can't do it i'm not even gonna try because it's gonna come out sounding caribbean or patois again <laughs> <laughs> like my irish accent yeah <laughs> But yeah, I I love that part near the end because like like the dynamics of Tunnel of Love is great because it starts out very like very rip roaring. Like I love the little flourishes that he adds where he'll be like, it, I, I I don't even know if I want to sing them out loud, but he'll just like be mm-hmm. doing like rhythms and it'll just like ba ba like he does these little additions of like lead that just yeah. adds so much character to the song. No, there's a lot of like composition to it. It's not just guitars and bass and mm-hmm. whatnot they there's there's some thought into it which is good which is kind of what you want to see uh, sometimes yeah yeah there's a it's it's a very layered very layered song oh, what do you think what about was the other one good i was gonna, uh 
Les Boys. <laughs> okay, I wondered when to get to this one. <laughs> I mean, is it just about just like just gay dudes hanging out? I I don't know what Mark Knopfler's beef is because you know very famously on uh, on uh, his most famous song ever that I'm blanking uh, on Money for Nothing. MTV. Yeah, he he said he uses much uh, stronger language on that song. We'll say, yeah. <clears throat> but this one I don't know because there's like allusions to like former SS officers. Yeah, I don't. I think that's maybe just because. Like they were known to just look sharp, right? Uh, that's you know what you're probably right. Like the, you and know, they're not afraid now. Uh, a disco bar in Germany. Yeah, like uh, Les boys got leather straps. Les boys got SS caps. Because what's the uh, like the whole like leather scene? They're wearing that like police officer yeah, hat. Right? And, I, and I think it is like very German. Like you know that that's always the meme. Oh, you're watching German dungeon porn. Like I guess yeah. that's sort of like a, a stereotype yeah, about very, like Germans. Berlin for when I think yeah. of Berlin I'm thinking of uh, leather shops but right I honestly think it's kind of harmless um yeah he's just it, it, it's almost he like he's acknowledging something that he sees like yeah, yeah you know sometimes just, I see little German guys dressed up in leather going <laughs> yeah, to these like, clubs it's exactly. kind of funny like he was just in Berlin and he's just like these boys do cabaret these boys, they're glad to be gay. And, <laughs> like, and, and, and that's kind of it. Because like I was saying on that uh, Love Over Gold album, the Telegraph Road was just, he was inspired by when he was in Detroit, just driving down Telegraph Road. So maybe oh. half, maybe like half the songs he writes are just in locations he's in. And he's like, oh, yeah. Let me he's, write a, a song he's, a simple, he's a simple yeah. Scott and he writes what he sees yeah, and sometimes... He sees gay dudes in leather. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's kind of like let me go to the. Okay, so according to Genius, it says the closing track to the third album, blah blah blah, is a fun little song about homosexual people in their day to day life from an outside view. Yeah, this is unreviewed. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. I mean, all this unverified. Yeah, annotation. Sounds sounds correct enough. It's, it's you might also like Expresso Love, Dire Straits, Lose Yourself, Eminem, Solid Rock, Dire Straits. Those are the. I wonder if Lose Yourself is just tagged on to every song. That's odd. <laughs> um, an yeah, Rap Genius has an exclusive deal with Eminem. Yeah, but let's go back. Um, I really like Hand in Hand, which I feel like I is kind too. of like kind of like a ballad which is interesting territory for them mm -hmm. like i really love the the piano melody that they've got like at the very beginning again it feels very cinematic yeah and what's what's interesting is dire straits mark knopfler we haven't even really talked about the guitar work and that's what they're known for like you know oh, yeah. best best guitar song ever blah 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 and because he is mm -hmm. crazy in the guitar but what makes this album so good is that they do have those good leads and the good solos and whatnot but it's also just a good ass album overall because mm -hmm. it's i'm sure when if you were to talk about their first album just their self-titled like you talk about like down to the water line where you just talk about the, that that sick guitar line in it and right oh yeah and whatnot. You, you go into brothers in arms which brothers in arms might be the best song on that album but 
a lot of the other you're, you're going to talk about the uh the guitar stuff on that too right yeah oh man yeah you just reminded me brothers in arms i do love that song yeah that song is these miscolored mounds i think it was i read it was it's still like the top 10 and has been for whatever 40 years in england of songs on their charts or whatever really Um, yeah maybe i think i read that somewhere but yeah i mean also on like communique like my favorite on that is lady writer and that's a very guitar Uh oh lady writer is good yeah it's very guitar driven with the that classic nofflers style yeah Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm coughing a lot. I don't you're know. I got a bug. Uh, you're, I think you're getting, getting used to wet, wet February. It, <laughs> it's, it's too wet. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite song on Communique is News, the second song on the album. Again, again, it's it's much more kind of slower and down tempo, but then he has like this explosive guitar solo that I just, I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Single-handed yeah. Sailor is a good one too. That one's like, that's one like very quick and he has like a lot of those little like lead interjections that he just kind of throws in there like his Mm -hmm. finger picking style i think i mean there's a lot of guitar players that that do that but uh his style is so like instantly recognizable yeah and it works well with those like bursts of guitars because he's singing and Mm -hmm. he might be playing chords maybe sometimes but then he'll start playing his licks and lines when he's finishing a phrase or mm-hmm. there's there, there's some downtime so he can like he kind of over time i'm sh- i'm sure he knows when to jump in with those bursts and stuff like that oh yeah yeah and it, and it is important to have a good like rhythm section behind you when doing that so it doesn't sound like he still manages to have like a full sounding you know band while being mm-hmm. able to like pop those in and out yep what song is it where he says the name of the album in it? Because I always love it. Making movies uh, on location. I don't know what it seems. Uh, is that Skate Away? I'm not, I, I know the lyrics. I th- it must be Skate Away. Let me look. Because I, I remember hearing that and being like, oh, that's, uh, that's the name of the album. I love it when that happens. Don't worry. Yeah, it's, I think it's Skate Away. Let me see. I'm, I'm scrolling through the lyrics. Yeah, she's making movies on location. She don't know what it means. But the music make me want to hear the story. And the story yeah. was whatever was the song, what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and and Mark Knopfler himself has gone on to score many uh, many a film. Like, he did The the Princess Bride, like that movie. He did oh, all the did music that. for that. I could see him doing that or like much ado about nothing or something like that. But maybe that's because I just think about Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare, Mark Knopfler. <laughs> Smoking see, that early albums. green. Comfort and Joy, The Princess Bride, Last Exit to Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, he did a movie. Uh, is that a film? Altamira? I don't even know what that is. Mm-mm. I don't know if that's a movie or what it is. It's a soundtrack album. Anyway. So, yeah, he's got a very, very uh, diverse catalog. Like, his solo stuff, uh, I'm even a big fan of. I think we both like... Uh, yeah. Sailing to, to Philadelphia. Uh, Sailing to Philadelphia. Yeah. So good. I mean, that song is 
incredible and that album is obviously very good too um i think like what it is is the big one on there but i think that sailing because it has james taylor they kind of do the back the and sailing forth div- yes yeah which james taylor's like all right i haven't really gotten into him too much he's got some some good stuff um yeah but he's really good on that song for sure his voice is like so pretty on sailing to philadelphia like I they compliment Jeremiah each other yeah i love that yeah yeah, what it is feels like a classic Dire Straits song. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that like sounds... It's, it's it got sounds, that driving, like good, you know. And the guitar has got the little, like, pluck twang to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, then I guess the only one we didn't really talk about... Did we talk about Solid Rock? Yeah, we said it was it was good. It was... it was. Yeah. And then Espresso Love. That one's good. Let me listen to it. I can't, I can't think of the, the beat. Yeah, I okay, it, yeah. It, I feel like this album, you know, it is solid overall, but I think it's very front-loaded with Tunnel of Love and Romeo and Juliet. You just get, like, these two iconic back-to-back songs where you're almost just, like, everything else is, like, just kind of washes over you. Yeah, I mean, Espresso Love is very dire straits, too. I just listened to, like, a second of it. What, what stands out is how loud the piano is in it again, which I don't think... You hear that a lot. This one is like, she was made in heaven and heaven's in the world. Yeah. Um, well, I guess they they got... Um, so with this album, they expanded their lineup. And I guess the, uh, the keyboard player for the E Street Band with Bruce Springsteen joined them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's him on the keyboards. Interesting. Okay. So I think he has a much like more prominent role. Let me see. Roy Bitan. Yep. Nicknamed the Professor. I guess so. That's <laughs> the him. Professor. A lot of yeah. a lot of production work on this one too. Yeah, yeah, cuz like that yeah, like we said the first two the first two were like kind of the the tests of the concept and then making movies is like the one that just blows everything out of the water and gives them mm-hmm. the momentum to go on to make uh brothers in arms which you know is a fine record i haven't listened to it in a while i mean those the oh man and it's not the last dire straits record is it that they they did like one more after that in like 91 i want to say they must yeah, have on right? every street for but, every uh, man for every man <laughs> but it's like it brothers in arms almost feels like the perfect like send off they did another one in 93 you're forgetting of on the night oh wait no this is a live album sorry oh okay sorry yeah how do let me look up brothers in arms because i feel like that song just slowly fades out and he's just like we were brothers in arms yeah well it starts with like the uh thunderstorm yes 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 yes. and like the synth these miscolored mound and uh yeah, we're fools to make war on our brothers in arms. And then it fades away with like a four, two minute guitar solo. Yeah. And that, that almost feels like the perfect like period to that band. Cause like they did, yeah, they did one more album after this, like seven years later or so, mm-hmm. but uh, they need some cash real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, princess bride dividends weren't paying yeah. as much as he wanted. Yeah. Look. They, you promised me more. No, but I mean, yeah, if they, 
I mean, that, that's, I didn't realize this was the last song on the album, but that is a very good song. Um, what else? What else we got? Do we want to put this one to bed? I feel like I feel like we did some good uh, good analysis of yeah. This of, might of, be of the album. We might have actually said something of a little value, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not our usual time. I'm off yeah. half of a tea and a little bit of Coke. Cola and I had some <laughs> some egg. Yeah, peanuts. I caught I caught my second win talking about Vince McMahon. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do want to, but before we go, I pulled up the Thought Gang, which is the music in that. <laughs> oh, that David Lynch was talking about. Yeah, and it's a studio album by American composers Angelo battle and david lynch so david oh. lynch is the composer on it genre He's... is free jazz experimental spoken word so oh it, okay. it adds up it, it adds up um, um yeah well angelo battle is like the composer that david lynch has worked with like the twin peaks the yeah, it's song. like blue velvet blue velvet yeah, yeah. okay yeah i should you know i should have guessed that it was like yeah i love this band the thought gang Oh, that's cool, David. Who's in the Thought Gang? Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it sounds like it might actually be good because it's a little too weird for Pitchfork. It says Andy Beta Pitchfork express mixed feelings on the strangeness of the music. <laughs> so, yeah, if it's, if it's out of their comfort zone, because they'll just throw whatever on whatever. Um, <laughs> it's an hour long, twelve songs. Stalin revisited. Yeah, I gotta see if this is on. Uh... Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, I do like I do like Angelo Badalamente. I really like the the music that he did uh for for David Lynch. Damn, he yeah, he died in December 2022. He's like 85. 85. Yeah, it looks like rest Rip. in peace. That was like yeah. sad. I was really bummed out by that. Yeah, I don't I'll have to look into him. I don't know him as much as You should watch Twin should. Peaks. You should watch I know, Twin Peaks. I don't know how I haven't. It is, I mean, I'll tell you this. It is very, like, soap opera coded. So, like, when you start watching it and it seems very quirky and offbeat and weird, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's supposed to be like that because okay. some of the lines of dialogue and delivery, you're almost like, I feel like I'm watching, like, this overly dramatic, like, daytime TV show. That's fine. I, you know I can get down with that. I've been just sucked. I've been watching a lot of, like, Bravo, so I gotta, <laughs> I gotta expand a, a, a little bit, so. Yeah, definitely give Twin Peaks a recommendation. Oh, he I did the... Other oh he did what is this with David Lynch? There's a American remake of a Japanese horror film, Dark Water. I don't know. Oh, but it looks like. Where's the music? Angelo did that, but maybe I don't know. That's a free. That's a scary ass one. Um, two thousand five. It's like the Ring era. The Ring, you know. Um, oh, but did we talk about this? A two thousand five supernatural horror film. Inspired by the remake of the 2002 oh, Japanese yeah. film. Um, yeah. Oh, Jennifer check Connelly that out. It's freaky. It's, I remember watching it when I was, let's see, probably like eight and getting really scared. So maybe I wouldn't be as scared now. <laughs> but uh, I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it freaky. 
Yeah, there's okay. There's Thought Gang on Apple Music. I'm adding that to my library. I'm Perfect. Give that a listen. Um, Perfect. what do we want to do next week? Do we want to figure that out now, or do we want to just uh, do? Oh, you know, your your friend recommended we do like oh yeah, yeah. Na- we should... 90s one album wonders. We got to find one like, album, a list. One album wonders. Uh, one hit wonders that yeah that still ring that you can still bring to a party. They're almost like party songs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I just googled. Oh, we got Chumbawamba. Yes. Semi Sonic. Yep. Safety Dance. Sort of like that. I don't know if that was that the nineties. That sounds. You can dance if you want to. Leave your friends behind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blind Melon. No rain. Oh yeah. No rain. What a banger. See, those are like good songs. I will argue that that whole album is great. Yes. There's another one like Changes, Changing. Is that on that album from them? Uh, maybe. Uh, do, you might know it if you heard it, but that's another good Blind Melon song. Yeah, Change. B-Girl. Yeah. This is the B-Girl album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I found a copy of that at like a secondhand store, and I definitely, definitely grabbed it. Yeah, Soak the Sin, the first song on that album, goes hard. Mm. Okay, so maybe I'll listen to that whole album too. That's just your self-titled, it looks like. Um. But yeah, yeah, I'll I'll send you some ideas because I think one of the greatest albums ever, Toadies. Um, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> that, oh, the Toadies album. How do I not remember the name of the Toadies? There's album? Rubberneck. There's Rubberneck. Yes, that album is like perfect. Okay. Although it's not perfect because a lot of it sounds similar, but all the songs are good. But all that's right. one featured in about. Guitar Hero. Yep. Rock band. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Came out in '94. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. We'll we'll figure out some like one hit wonder albums and and songs and maybe try to come up with, I don't know the the best one hit wonder playlist. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Ooh. That sounds good. Good. This is a good episode. I think this is a good one. I feel pretty <laughs> this, good. about This it. is the one that shit. We're both like feeling great about it. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah, Listen back. It's just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> the one well, guy was just hacking the... and coughing the whole time. Yeah, yeah and too much Vince McMahon talk. <laughs> All righty. Well, well, let's end it here. Yeah.